What's your favorite scary movie? where two LGBTs talk the horror movie of the week, real-life crime or events, and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film. And yes, the titles are puns. I'm Elle. I'm Kate. Hello. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, full disclosure, I, I fucked up the planning of this, <laughs> uh, of the movie that Elle suggested we do, uh, like a couple months ago, I think, suggested this. And I was like, well, it's a 4th of July movie, so let's wait for July. And then, like... It wasn't until it was too late that I realized that we were we would be recording this long after the Fourth uh, of July. Still counts. Still counts. Um. Oops. But I don't know. Yeah. So we're we're doing. I know what you did last summer. The Ooh. original from 1997. Let's see, directed by Jim Gillespie and written by Kevin Williamson of Scream fame, uh, based on the novel by Lois Duncan. And this actually, uh, Williamson wrote this before Scream but couldn't get it sold and then of course this is the year after Scream so they were probably just like yeah just keep doing that just keep going <laughs> um, dolly you know um, so Al, you said you hadn't seen this what made you want to do this one it always been on my list to um, watch and I just figured like you know why not let's let's go for another you know Kevin Williamson uh written film and I had a fun time with it like I know that it's like not super loved and some like people I don't really compare it to Scream um a lot because it, I mean everything is going to from that era yeah, yeah. um but also like <laughs> I I thought it was fun you know it's it's a good one to put on in the background if you want to or like watch with friends um but I, I had lots of fun. Like, it, like this movie's got everything. Late 90s vibes. Sarah Michelle Gellar, <laughs> when she started off in Buffy. Freddie mm-hmm. Prince Jr., Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, that one guy from The Big Bang Theory that I only know because <laughs> from there. Oh! You're like, it's Leonard. What's his name? Um, Not Jared Padalecki. That's it. Jonathan Galecki? Yo, yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's the one. Yeah, it was so funny that he's playing like this butch fisherman, almost like Leonard. But anyway, uh, so so this is about, as we know, but for those who haven't seen it, it's um, four teens, like the summer before they all go off to college, on their way home from a 4th of July party, they accidentally run a dude over um, in the middle of the road and hide the evidence instead of <laughs> dealing with, they dump his body in the the water but maybe he wasn't dead and now he's back haunting them a year later um and leaving notes saying i know what you did last summer hence (laughs) the title (laughs) yeah this was i hadn't seen it till last year that was my first time watching it and i i didn't know that it was a mixed thing i had always heard of it and thought that it was like like universally praised but i guess especially according to letterbox it's kind of like a mixed bag (laughs) and i'm like that's fair because this is it's definitely um, nothing groundbreaking, I don't think, but it's a good cast. It's a it's a hot teen slasher cast, you know, with all of these folks at the begin the like beginning of their careers. I think. Um, yeah, it's how it's how Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar met. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and they're they're still going. Um, well, let's let's get into it then. Um, so so it, it you pointed out that this was Sarah Michelle Gellar. It's this. It was the same year as Buffy. Yeah. Um. One of my friends, in his review, like mentioned he's like she should have been the final girl instead of Jennifer Love Hewitt, and I just, I thought about it during this rewatch. I'm like, you're right because also like. It is like sadly ironic that like this this is the year of Buffy where and it, I hate to give Joss Whedon credit or talk about his like development of that but he created <laughs> Buffy as a, a like a response to slashers where these like blonde girls are getting like just like murdered and stuff and so what if the girl in the alley is the one that you should be afraid of and she gets killed in a fucking alley in this one after that chase that's probably the I don't that's my favorite scene of this whole thing is that long drawn out chase and oh, it's yeah. it um uh, uh that Sarah Michelle Geller has with with the killer uh um <laughs> and I craft that to Kevin Williams said it's kind of it reminded me of the opening of Scream especially like she almost gets gets to the other side she almost gets to help and then loses at the last second and you're like god damn yeah, yeah I don't damn know how you felt about that god damn girl I know yeah, because it, it felt like there was a lot of uh, screen time given to her mm-hmm. compared to, you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt's character. And I, was I just wish like, it had been oh, the two of them instead of her and Freddie Prince near the end. You know what I mean? Like, And Same. I think they should be gay gay as well. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> if you're going to have two characters, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, for real. Or or have him die. Like, I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the final girl rules, man. Let the guy die. <laughs> uh, did you have any favorite like kills in this or favorite scenes? You said you had um, a good time with it, yeah. I don't the the scene. Um, where I'm just gonna call him the killer because I like the, the killer. killer. Where he's in the department store and he's already killed um, Helen uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character. Like killed her sister. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. just, like, has the hook in the middle of her, and it's just, like, dragging her. I was just like, I don't know why, but that scene just creeped me out, like, just treating her like she's nothing more than just a piece of meat, even though she, like, wasn't directly involved in any of what happened. Yeah. Like, she still gets killed off as well. Um, but, yeah, the, I don't know why that scene just, like, creeped me out a lot. Um, it's brutal, man. Also, There's like, a lot of brutality. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, no, yeah, brutality, absolutely. Like, when the kills happen, they're not, like, love the fake blood going on on the glass there for when Elsa gets killed off with her throat slashed with the hook. Um, mm. But, uh, no, they're, they're brutal, but they're also, like, not as gory as I feel like I've seen gory movies before, and this is, like, Halloween yeah. levels, honestly. Um, but, uh... No, yeah, that and the, um, and honestly, I was kind of like, I hope Barry gets killed off first, because, like, he annoyed the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) He's so funny to me. (laughs) Like, he's the macho character, like, running after the killer, like, in his gym clothes and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, was this rated PG-13 or R? I think it was R, because they said fuck a lot in it. True, 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 true. But yeah, you're right, it's not as violent <laughs> um hey uh what was i gonna say the oh, brutality of um, the scenes yeah the brutality of the scenes but especially towards 
the women in this, and like, um, it was so frustrating. Again, back to Sarah Michelle Gell, I'm just gonna talk about her, but like, how no one fucking believed her that she just watched her boyfriend get murdered. And like, when she like sees the killer, runs toward, runs off the stage toward him, they all like restrain her instead of being like, hey, what the fuck's wrong? Do you know what I mean? They just think she's like, they just assume she's going crazy. All like, women be women. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. cops don't believe her. The cops are like, oh, he's probably playing a prank on you. It's like, shut that. This is why women get murdered. This is why she got murdered. Because you didn't fucking believe her. Oh, my God. Like, this is real shit. Like, this is still happening. And I'm just, like, watching this, like, dumb slasher getting angry. <laughs> like, but it's not, the, it's not the slasher movie shot. I'm like, yeah, this checks out. This fucking checks out. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways. Um... Also love the setting of this. Uh, you don't get a lot of southern slashers, I feel like. This was filmed in South Carolina. Um, and yeah. There's, there's lots of great sweater games in this, even though it's set in the summer. Like, y'all must be hot <laughs> right now, but I dig the sweater game. <laughs> God. Also, the entire time I was just thinking about the... the what is it, like, the hand car door hand... <laughs> Hand hook car door. I I wrote it down. Man, man man door hand hook car door. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This was before Uh, Urban Legend, right? Let me see. Yes, uh, Urban Legend came out in '99, I believe. Oh, '98. I love that this is on Robert Ebert's most hated list because I'm like, oh no, I gotta love it a little more. Yeah, Ebert hated slashers. For good reason. Like, I don't blame him. He's always like, this genre hates women. And I'm like, you're not wrong. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> yeah, he fucking hated the genre. <laughs> God. So that checks out. Checks. Oh, also the scene where um, Max sets the Johnny uh, Galecki's character, like, when he gets hooked. Ooh. Yeah, he goes up thing. in his throat. I was like, bro. Like it was like under like right underneath uh that part in your under your chin. Mm-hmm. Like so it like what didn't kill him immediately and he got dragged across him. I'm like, holy shit, that would be a bad way to go. That's a brutal weapon, dog. You know <laughs> The hand. We need more of that kind of like hooks, I know we could probably make hooks. fun of it to the end mm-hmm. with 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 the man hook car door. <laughs> Shit, but that is a pretty brutal weapon. I feel like I don't... Yeah, the only time I remember ever seeing, like, a hook like that being used as a weapon was in, like... Ah, fuck. Um, What was the name? It, it starred some wrestler. They made, like, two of it, like, Xeno Evil or something, and he had, like, hooks oh, and he used yeah. them. Um, but that's, like, the only time I ever remember, like... Uh, killer using a hook as an actual weapon and not like you know in texas chainsaw where he like puts them on the hook and not yeah girl don't even sorry bucky (laughs) that's my fucking nightmare right there we got have we ever done texas chainsaw i don't think we have that should be one we should do girl that's a that's a hot girl (laughs) summer horror movie for sure Oh my god. <laughs> Be perfect for August. Really yeah, hot girl summer. Noted. <laughs> Leather <laughs> Leatherface's hot girl summer is approaching. <laughs> god. There was a scene my roommate kept like coming in and out while I was watching this and it was over like um Anne Hesh's house. <laughs> like the like, oh we're in the sticks now. And she's like, Well that's not ominous at all. And I'm like, no, this the Carolinas are just like that. <laughs> 
my my. I mean, I haven't been there since I was, like, eight, but my memories of North Carolina, all the houses looked like that and had, like, the danky old porches and shit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> my God. Yeah, for, for as much as they focused on uh, Helen, and then it's like, oh, no, wait, we forgot about Julie. Who's <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt's character. We gotta Which go back to her. It's honestly boring. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> She she kind of is, to be honest. Like, she doesn't really get much, like, of a chase scene or, like... Because, like, I feel like when, when Helen was doing her chase scenes, like, she was, like, figuring out ways to get away yeah! from her, like, with the, like, hand pulley cart and shit. And this girl is, like, fucking... Going through ice. Run, 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 <laughs> uh, scream. Uh, run, scream. Uh, pull up this latch, get in here, go back and forth. And then, like... I don't know. And, like... Uh, what's his name? I'll try to use character names. Ray, ha oh, Ray. Ray has to be the one to jump in and save her and shit. Like, why don't why not let her do shit for herself? Like, kill him! Let him die and have her to kill him. Not girl. only that, but then like the final the the final escape of the killer is just because of like this wacky Looney Tunes death that he gets, this accidental like his his hook getting caught <laughs> on the rope. I was dying. But also like let her have some kind of agency in this final kill. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was for real. A hilarious death. <laughs> if he's dead, I love how right after he says like, "If you leave someone for dead, you better make sure he's dead," and then he just falls in the water and they assume he's dead. I'm like, he girl, he can swim. We know this. That's not it, girl. <laughs> like, oh, thank God. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I can see. It's not perfect, but we, I, I definitely had a good time. Like you were saying, like, put it on at, like, a 4th of July movie if you don't want to watch, like, Jaws or The Music Man. Or <laughs> those are the two ones. Yeah. <laughs> or don't be <laughs> don't it. be insane like me and hold your family hostage and make them watch all the Captain America movies like I did this year. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So what, what um... do you have for your the real-life events? Alright, so... So you get to do real life events this time. You understand? I don't hate her. I hate what she's become. And I actually have an article that was published this past March. Mm. It's called, uh, Is I Know What You Did Last Summer Based on a True Story. Uh, it's written by Chrissy Stockton. Mm. Um, so it goes, I Know What You Did Last Summer is an iconic, iconic 90s horror movie starring Jennifer Love Hewitt, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Ryan Phillippe. Uh, Anne Heck also has a smaller role, but blows it out of the water with her performance as a creepy hick. The plot follows the group of four friends the summer after they graduate from high school. After spending the 4th of July partying on a beach, they take a winding South Carolina road, the same road that was used for shots of the California coast in Hitchcock's The Birds, mm -hmm. and accidentally hit a pedestrian. Worried about their futures if they go to the police, the friends decide to dump the body in the ocean and never speak of the night again. However, the following summer, they start getting menacing notes saying, I know what you did last summer, and then are hunted down by a hooded figure in a fisherman's slicker who has a hook for a hand. Uh, most people might recall that I Know What You Did Last Summer is based on a 1973 young adult fiction book of the same name by author Louise Duncan. You might even recall that Duncan hated the adaption and spoke out against violence in cinema when it was originally released. But did you know that the reason for this was that Lois Duncan's daughter, Caitlin Arquette, was murdered in 1989 and the case wasn't solved until August of 2021? 
In her own words, Lois Duncan grew up as a shy bookworm who sold her first short story at the age of 13. She was accepted to Duke but dropped out when she got married. After divorcing her husband in 1962, she supported herself by writing for greeting cards and pulp magazines before establishing herself in selling novels. Her first book, Ransom, was about a group of high school students being held hostage on a school bus. In 1973, she published I Know What You Did Last Summer, a fairly tame suspense novel not at all like the gory slasher movie. Gory in air quotes. Uh, I'm sure for his time, maybe it seemed more gory, but like after, you know... You hit the mid two thousands, it just kinda goes up. Yeah, with the, the torture uh, porn bush. Continuing. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't I don't think that was supposed to even happen, but misinterpretation once again. Uh her nineteen seventy eight novel Killing Mr. Griffin, considered controversial for the portrayal of students getting revenge against a teacher, was made into a TV movie starring Jay Thomas, Scott Barstow, and Mario Lopez in the mm-hmm. ni- late nineties. Around that time, Duncan sold the film rights to I Know What You Did Last Summer for $150,000 and no claim to any residuals. When the violent adaption appeared in the theaters a few years later, Duncan had harshly criticized the film as, quote, worse than bad, it's totally sick. The gore was beyond belief. I write suspense and scary stuff, but I have never written gore in my entire life. I have never sensationalized violence. It's always been a vehicle to show the pain that violence can cause. There's so little connected to my book in the movie that I don't know why they ever wanted it. The reason Duncan responded so strongly to the sensationalized slasher horror movie of her work is that between the writing of her horror suspense works and the film adaption, her daughter was unfortunately murdered. She told the Chicago Sun-Times, My daughter Kate was chased down and her brains were blown out, so I'm particularly sensitive about desensitizing kids to violence and turning murder into a game. Deeply traumatized by her daughter's sudden violent death, Lois Duncan stopped writing horror and suspense novels. Her later works were turned into children's books and prose and poetry about losing her daughter. It turns out the killer even read Lois Duncan's book, Who Killed My Daughter, the startling true story of a mother's search for her daughter's murderer. Duncan's daughter, Caitlin Arquette, was only 18 and a recent high school graduate when she was gunned down in her car on July 16, 1989 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. An unskilled police investigation labeled the murder a random drive-by and left the case unsolved for over 30 years. A segment about the murder even appeared on Unsolved Mysteries during the height of the iconic show's popularity. When police arrived at the scene, they found a man named Paul Apodaca standing by Caitlin's car. He was never interviewed about that night. 31 years later, Apodaca confessed to murdering Caitlin, and he said his motive was hatred for women. Mm. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Unfortunately, Lois Duncan died in 2016 and never saw justice for her daughter. The production company who made the 1997 film said the fact that Duncan's daughter had been murdered was not well known by the people who made the film. The source material, Duncan's 1973 novel, was written over a decade before her her daughter's murder, so there is no way in which the film is based on Duncan's daughter or any kind of true crime story. The ties to real-life crimes in this case only highlight the anguish of a mother whose daughter's murder investigation was egregiously botched by police, understandably giving her a distaste for violence, including later adaptions of her works. Uh, I think that what happened was Abodaka was a serial murderer who was out hunting for young women because he didn't get lucky. He was angry at females and he was just out hunting and he shot Kate because she happened to be there. Uh, that was a quote from Carrie Arquette, Louis, Louis Duncan's older daughter, who became a criminologist after her sister's murder on Paul Apodaca. 
I Know What You Did Last Summer got two sequels, the, three the theatrical I Still Know What You Did Last Summer in 1998 with Jennifer Love Hewitt, Freddie Prince Jr., Brandy, and Mikai Pfeiffer, and the straight-to-DVD I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer in 2006. That was once a trivia question so, I got. I yeah. Like, they were like, name all three, and I was like, there's a third one? <laughs> and no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, men, men really hate women, huh? It, it fucking... God. Yeah. There is a Sony uh, Prime series yeah. uh, produced by James Wan. Uh, got terrible critical and commercial reviews. Um, I wonder if there would ever be uh, the author's uh, uh, comments. Now that there is more closure in Caitlin Arquette's murder case, I would be interested in a faithful adaption of Lois Duncan's real life and her struggle to come to terms with the horror content she has written for entertainment value in the wake of very real tragedy. So, yeah, that's... Like, it did mm -hmm. happen um, of about 10 years after she had written the book that they kind of like loosely ad uh adapted mm -hmm. i know what you did last summer on but yeah it's just the real unfortunate timing yeah and just like yeah again this the senseless violence of just hatred of women uh by men and just like again like because i also in the uh film it felt like i don't know if it maybe it was just me but it felt like um, even though, you know, they did get killed off and they weren't as, like, visualized, I guess, like, uh, in terms of, like, the kills, it felt like Barry got taken out real quickly, and then, you know, Helen had that mm -hmm. long chase scene, and when you have that kind of thing, and then some, then she does get, like, killed, even though it's not really explicitly shown, it's still kind of frustrating a little bit, I guess, in, in my end, that she does all of this stuff to survive and get get out of there and get to safety and it, it doesn't end up working out anyways even though you're kind of rooting for her to get oh. out of there justice justice for Helen. justice no. <laughs> one thing i will give this movie God. if we want to segue into the the third part is <laughs> no yeah is it gay buy all your murder weapons at Home Depot? Got you. Watch. So, one thing, I, so obviously, queer screenwriter Kevin Williamson, um, something to be noted. Mm -hmm. What, one thing I just found interesting, even, um, there's like a, I noticed a certain, like, gaze to this film. I know it's a, I don't know the orientation of the director, um, but I just noticed that he films the guys in this in a way that usually women are filmed in horror movies. <laughs> like, especially Ryan Phillippe. Mm. Like, he gets he gets the shower scene. There's so many shirtless scenes. He and uh, Freddie Prinze Jr. are in tank tops if they're not, like, for, like, most of the movie. <laughs> um, it was just... <sighs> it was interesting to note. And even, like, the scene where Sarah Michelle Gellar is, like, gonna change, it, like, cuts away and cuts back instead of, like... Let's just zoom in on those titties now. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was kind of refreshing yeah. for a slasher to do that. And I I think that also might be why gay men like this movie. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, let's... <laughs> Ryan Phillippe <laughs> shirtless scene or whatever. So, like, that was worth noting, I thought. Um, and also just the presence of Anne Hesch being there, too, makes this, makes this gay. But... And that 
Yeah. And that I once again think, what are their names again? That Helen and... And Julie just should have been girlfriends. That's all. <laughs> so my takes. I don't know if you picked up on anything else. Oh, no, absolutely. I was just like, these girls definitely have like a history that is longer <laughs> with each other than the guys at all, it felt like. And like, yeah. they honestly, they did feel like they had a little more chemistry and they were always like really close to one another and they were always the first one to go to one another. And not like the guys mm-hmm. when they came to like trouble and stuff, they were always going to like one another's houses or calling each other. And that whole, like, I, that whole, like, I miss you scene in the car. I'm just like, Harold? Harold? <laughs> yeah. Harold? Hello? Uh, final girls. Should have been final girls. Scott, can you imagine if it had been both of them on the boat mm-hmm. instead of, like... Beat his ass. Ray and Julie? I know. Ugh. Guy. <laughs> Should have been done. God. <laughs> so, a bit of a gay vibe? Yes, absolutely. I didn't really, I wasn't really by. it felt like the boys were beards or something, I don't know, I just didn't feel like, (laughs) like, the chemistry just, like, was not as there with their, their supposed boyfriends than they were with each other, and that's that on that. So. (laughs) Yeah. Well. My brain is just like not working today. Well, that that was a fun little mo- okay. fun little motion picture. Uh, anyways, we can wind down if you want. Unless you have anything else to say. Um, I not too much. I do know that like Jennifer Love with Hewitt was only like eighteen. Like she just oh turned God. eighteen after they started filming, and they like reportedly the producers asked if she would film a nude shower scene but she refused oh and one producer was quoted as saying guess we'll just have to make do with her highlighting her massive cleavage and i was like all right okay i take back everything i I just said about the days of this movie (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) y'all dude suck dude suck dude suck (laughs) god um, apparently also when, uh, they did, like, the body cast for Max's dead body in the trunk, apparently Jennifer Love Hewitt got really upset, and, like, he, that production had shut down because she, like, and she got a call from her later on, um, and I guess he just reassured her, I'm still very much alive, it's not me, I swear. Yeah, because <laughs> they, not they like, knew him. each other as kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, like, lived in the same apartment yeah. building yeah. or something. Aw, it's just a movie, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor boy. I guess it was so realistic, it's like, that would probably be really upsetting, especially if it's someone you've known for a really? long time. I, I thought, Even if you know it is fake, it's I like... I thought they looked fake. I thought they looked really bad. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. to Jennifer oh. Lee, but those looked fake as hell. God. Oh my god. God bless. Ugh. But no, yeah, I, it's a fun movie. I certainly had a fun time, especially with that, like, cartoonish ending that oh going on God. with the, the killer. With the, in his Truly, dress. you, like, have to see it to believe it. It's, like, something out of a Wile E. cartoon, oh Wile E. Coyote cartoon. And he's dressed like fucking, like, <laughs> Jim Varney as Ernest for some reason. <laughs> 
I just want to know why she got God. on a stranger's boat so readily. Like, also, not to victim trust blame. Trust this here. man. Trust, bitch. No, trust no man. Trust no man. Not even the older adult who seems like a good idea. Trust no man. Just mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. Just none. So yeah, I any any last thoughts on your end? Nah, it's a, it's kind of a you know this is like a, a uh not great, not bad for me, but good. <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what a recommendation, huh? Anyways, um, <laughs> good look. Summer summer horror is always fun. I think, especially ones that aren't like if you get tired yeah. of ones that are set in a camp or whatever. You know, this is the time to watch it, if you're gonna watch it. That's all. Even though it's not the 4th of July anymore and we fucked up. <laughs> it's That's okay. All. It's still in the month, yeah, so no, I think, I think okay, it'll count. Alright, well I can go first. I, let's wind down. I have a lot to talk about, especially queer horror related. Um, because, yeah, Tell so- Tell me about it. I got to go to Outfest. They were premiering the first episode of the long in development. It's called like Queer for Fear series. Um, but the history of queer Ooh. horror. I, I'm fucking obsessed already. Um, and can't wait to see more. Um, Nay Bever from Attack of the Queer Wolf was one of the producers on it. And she was there. Um, but <sighs> in the first episode, I don't know if they're all going to be like this. But this was more like, it was more like instead of like specific trope focused it focused on first you gotta start with james whale if you're gonna talk about queer horror you gotta talk about james whale so i was like yes keep going keep going um so they talked about him they talked about hitchcock um and then like that kind of segued into anthony perkins which made me like fucking sob like they had they interviewed his son oz and like oh the things he was saying about him just made me so sad (laughs) um oh yeah he yeah, anyway. Um, but can't wait to see more. I think they said it's coming to Shudder in October. So look out for that. Also yes. at Outfest went to the Far From Heaven 20th anniversary screening. <laughs> Woo! Oh. And then I've been, uh, been, been watching a lot of noirs for some reason. I've just... Uh, it started with Leave Her to Heaven, and then I watched this <laughs> thing called High Tide on TCM. And then uh, last night I watched... I watched this because um, I realized... it. I went to add it to my watch list and it was already there. And I'm like, oh, I think because Sydney watched it or something. But the reckless moment uh, during the Q&A for Far From Heaven, Todd Haynes talked about it as one of his influences and said that he, like, used a a shot from it of Joan Bennett, like, sobbing on the bed. He's like, I just ripped that and did it in Far From Heaven. And I was like, I love that. (laughs) It really is. Ah. Like, yep, that's the shot. (laughs) Um, But it's wild. It's about this mom trying to cover up what she thinks is the mur- a murder that her daughter committed of this it's it's, it's, a, it's a dude suck movie for sure because it's this creepy guy creeping on her like 17 year old daughter um and he like falls to his oh. death and you're like good but she thinks that he murdered him and is trying to cover it up and then these like gangsters are coming up trying to like blackmail her but it's also like james mason uh being like a nice gangster who feels bad about it <laughs> Doing an Irish accent for some reason. Gangster with a heart of gold. I liked it. I really liked it. Um, also watched um, The Bear on FX. If you like, if you're into cooking like me, I always love watching things about 
cooking and made me rewatch Burnt after, of course. <laughs> um, but it's great. John <laughs> Bernthal does his thing where he shows up, serves cunt, and dies. That's what he does. Um, literally, <laughs> still. So excited for American Gigolo. I'm like, he got a, a lead role? Uh, the Punisher, too. But um. <laughs> Anyways, what have you been up to? Um, I finished reading oh my god i've actually been reading it's it's so nice to mm. read to actually inhale a book I've heard it's of, so heard nice. of that. you'll love to you'll love to see it um so i tried reading hell house um by richard matheson um it's, he's the same guy that wrote hell, this... it's not yeah it it's it it was written in like 1960 something oh okay um it's like this, um, this, uh, it's kind of, it gives vibes of Haunting of Hill House almost, because, like, these four people go to spend, like, a week this time, uh, at mm. the world's, considered the world's most notorious haunted house, um, and get any kind of evidence for if, like, you know, our ghost real is, like, the afterlife of such a thing for this guy, and he's like, I'll give you $100,000 if you do this and get me answers, and even, like, even if he says no or yes, there is an afterlife, he'll still get paid. So I'd be like, fuck yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just, I just couldn't really get into it. I wish I could have. Um, but I, I DNF'd it. So, and then <laughs> after that, <laughs> uh, after that, I read um, Within These Walls by Anaya Allborn, um, which kind of had, it's about this like father who, wrote some true crime books and like he's kind of like a washed up uh, author now and his marriage is pretty much falling apart his preteen daughters are like into goth stuff like he and his wife <laughs> used to be when they were teens um you know angsty preteen uh stuff happening um and so he moves across the country because this uh cult leader who all of it kind of it was uh giving vibes of like jamestown where like all the mm all the followers like passed away from suicide um and he like sacrificed this one girl or something so he like lived forever and he never spoke to like any reporters he didn't tell why he did it or any of that but then he like sends this letter to this author and is like hey i'll tell you my story if you move across the country and live in the house where this all happened um and so he fucking does and he takes his preteen daughter with it and and yeah it was fine it went on a really a lot longer than I wish it had, but that's, it's, it's fine. Um, and right now I'm reading Marilyn in Manhattan, Her Year of Joy by Elizabeth Winder, um, because Sydney recommended it, and I'm really loving it so far. It definitely talks more about who she was as a person and what she aspired to more than people tend to give her credit for, which is... Oh, yeah. And in the wake of all that's happened with... Her dress and all that. So oh my god. That's, it's yeah, it's a fucking mess. Um, so far as watching, I watched a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, I continued on my AFI list. Uh, I watched Nashville, which is a Robert oh, Altman movie. How was it? Um, That's something on my list. The blind spot. It was good. I I had a fun time. It was two and a half two two and a half hours ish, I believe. Um, probably why I haven't seen it yet. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, 
but it was fine. It was good. Um, and then I watched uh, the next movie after that, which was Duck Soup, starring the Marx Brothers, who mm. I'd never really seen before. And that came in at a sweet 69 minutes, which was, hey, I was like burr, about burr, burr, burr. the Um, after that, I, I rented, uh, Flea, the animated, um, I think it was, like, it was, like, up for, like, best animated, like, mm. documentary. It was yeah, up for best yeah. documentary, like, foreign documentary. It was really good. I love that it was told, uh, in an animated style. It's really beautifully, uh, done. Um, I also then watched, <laughs> the day after that, I watched this movie called No One Gets Out Alive. It's by the... It's it's based on the same novel by the same guy who did The Ritual, which is also on Netflix. Like that, um, like that. So, um, if you like that, then you'll probably like No One Gets Out Alive. Right. Um, watch Till Death, starring Megan Fox and, um, oh. ah, what's his name? <laughs> um, which I thought, I actually kind of liked the whole premise of what was, what was going for it. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, Ian Mackin, yeah, he's also in it. So I was like, Ian Mackin's here. Um, so that was that was pretty fun. Um, my parents and I watched an Anatomy of a Murder because I'd always been meaning to watch that film because it oh it always caught my eye because you know the fucking the fucking poster and cover art you know mm-hmm. no one's doing it like Saul Bass yep. no one's ever gonna do it like him again. <laughs> also, Deborah Kerr, The mm. Innocents. Oh, yeah, I saw you watch that. Fuck. Uh, What'd you think? (laughs) God, what a good movie. Terrible children. Loved it. Fuck them kids. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Especially them kids. Oh, she's so good. I love her. I think she says that she considers that, like, her best performance was in The Innocence. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then for some fun, I watched the Bob's Burgers movie the other day, which was so much fun. If you love the show, you're easily going to love the movie. Um, it, like, they took all, every single cent of their budget and they put it in there and I was very happy <laughs> with it. The song, the songs in it were fun. The animation is top quality. Same voice actors. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. You can't go wrong. And then I watched, uh, last, know what she did last summer as Heard of the it. final movie. So. So that's pretty much what I've been up to besides working, um, mm. is that. And actually, I think my parents are really getting into Breaking Bad now because they're like, we're going to watch Breaking Bad tonight. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, we're almost done with season two. Uh, just every time I watch an episode, I'm like, does does Aaron Paul know how much Jesse Pinkman means to me? Like, I need him to know how much I love this man. <laughs> this boy. Well, we're, we're at the part. You've watched Breaking Bad. No. Yes. Or I saw, like, the first no? season. No? Oh, Kristen Ritter's in it. Okay. I watched, like, oh, the good. first season, and it wasn't for me. Like. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, Apparently not. But no, yeah, we're just getting. <laughs> Don't you remember that time? So, I think. Don't you remember when I reblogged that post? It was, like, name, like, the perfect TV ending, and I was just, like, I can't think of. I usually either drop off, or they get canceled, or I'm not satisfied by the ending, and, like, um, 8 million people were like, what about Breaking Bad? And I just had to be like, guys, I'm not gonna watch Breaking Bad, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have never heard of this! <laughs> it's oh, I, I forgot to mention, I, I saw Mrs. Harris goes to Paris yesterday, and it was delightful. <laughs> not a horror movie, but <laughs> it's the exact opposite of a horror movie, but it slaps. 
Leslie Manville just wants to buy a dress. It's great. <laughs> I'd love to see it. I don't know. Well, God. Well, it looks like we have a good option for it's... August. Maybe. Let's keep everyone on their toes. Yeah. That's great. Well, uh, hope everyone stays uh, out of this heat. I don't know where y'all live, but it is in the 90s right now where I am, and I'm blasting the AC. Uh, you can find me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Stay. You can find me at Dyke Madden on Twitter. You can find me at LM Designs on Twitter, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at Horror Time Pod and on Facebook at Stop Horror Time Pod. Uh, if you like what you do, we do, and you can just let us know. Like I think Spotify allows ratings now or something, which is a whole new thing. Um, but that's just more for the algorithm, so that way more people could possibly find us. And we're great for people who want to know more about horror movies, uh, but just cannot watch them. So. Thank you for uh, listening to us. We had like a half hour where I couldn't get my fucking <laughs> microphone to work. And so it was like my computer's turned to fuck up. So I'm just glad we were able to actually get yeah, to do this. Um, but we will see you guys next month where it's probably going to be hotter. And it'll definitely be like perfect for Texas hot Texas Chainsaw Massacre hot girl summertime. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye.